Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? Alright, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg, and with me always is Ringo. Say hi, Ringo! Hi, Ringo! This week, by special request, we're taking a look at 2019's The Peanut Butter Falcon. Before we get into that, though, let me ask you a hypothetical question. Okay. Which would you rather never have to do again? Wait in line, cons- including traffic, or fill out a form? Wait in line. Yeah, see, I think wait in line is better. I don't fill out that many fucking forms. And while I'm not in that much traffic, I do think that not having to ever wait in traffic again would be fantastic. Not ever now, having to wait in traffic, you could go ahead and go to a restaurant and you're just sent to the street. Oh, right yeah, I didn't even line. think about that. Reservations, you can walk into any restaurant. Yeah, that, that's a perk for some people. It's power thing, right? Oh, yeah. I go anywhere without reservations. <laughs> Side note: I had an old coworker who once bragged that he went, he could get into the best sushi restaurant in Austin without a reservation, and I was like, "Cool." <laughs> <laughs> One, I'm not in Austin. Two, we're not dating. And three, I don't really like sushi, so this means nothing to me. But you do you. You broke that person's heart. You know that. I'm okay with it. This guy needed his heart broken. <laughs> He was kind of a douche. Okay. He's one of those people who's like, I just can't work before one. And you're like, <laughs> really? You get to say that to human beings and they get to listen to you? Ugh. All right. So how about never having to wait in line versus never having to see another commercial? Oh, my God. Never having to see another fucking commercial. <laughs> really? Ever, yeah. I despise commercials. If I have to see Ryan Reynolds go, I asked my my uh, fucking PR team, you know, why why can T-Mobile go ahead and raise their bill, you know, for no reason whatsoever. I'm not trying to go ahead and take money from you. I'm yeah. shut up, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I I think I'd still pick lines because commercials aren't that long, and while most lines aren't that long, when they are long, don't you feel like you want to die? So sometimes. Think about this. At some point, you and I are both going to have to show back up at the DMV to, I mean, obviously we talked about getting our joint driver's license where it's both our pictures. We're still working on the legality of that, but we're going to have to go renew our driver's licenses and you know, we're going to get there. And even though we'll be there first thing in the morning, it'll be like, oh, you're 14th in line. And we'll be like, oh, well, that's not that bad. And then there'll be a neg- <laughs> number negative three. Like, Fuck. <laughs> so like, yeah, we start with the ones from yesterday. <laughs> well, so. I, I have I have a way around that though, because there's a child in this house that will never leave this house. I make him go get his driver's license and drive you and me around. But that doesn't solve our joint driver's license thing. Well, we can still get the joint driver's license thing, but we'll make him go do the paperwork for us. Also, we need to get a shirt that has a head hole big enough for both yeah. of us so that we can just both pop our head out. I think that's actually part of the problem. It's two different outfits. So, yeah. well, we'll do that next time. I don't know. I just I don't see that many commercials, and when I do, I'm not that upset by them. What upsets me is what used to happen, and this isn't as bad, but as bad as it used to be. But when I can't remember what show we were binge watching, but I think it might have been How I Met Your Mother years ago. I swear to God, Hulu played the same Hyundai ad 
over and over. It was every commercial break, sometimes twice per commercial break. And I think my wife and I both went a little nutty that day. We were just (laughs) like, dude, fuck. And I know we could have turned off the show, but that doesn't sound like us. So it's just one of those things. Commercials usually are pretty short. I'd much rather never wait in line than watch commercials. And I know commercials are basically visually waiting in line, but that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Well, so for me, the the reason why I don't want to ever see another ad again is because, <clears throat> you know, when I'm going through school, specifically right now, when I'm going to start up school and at the end of the month, the teachers that I end up tend, tend to end up getting to go ahead and send us YouTube videos and they send it on an account that doesn't have my premium on it. So mm-hmm. the YouTube ad, the YouTube videos start playing and there's always an ad. <clears throat> you also know that I, I watch a lot of Twitch and Twitch, although it's getting better for the longest time would put you through five to 10 ads in one go. And you'd be there for five minutes missing whatever the hell the stream was talking about. Don't, don't, what am I trying to say with prime? Isn't it ad free? For one, for one streamer. Really? Yes. You get one free streamer and then you have to pay $5 to go ahead and have ads ad free for every other streamer that you watch. $5 per streamer? Per streamer. Oh my God. What a fucking racket. Yeah. It's technically $6.99 because they don't tell you about the tax. <laughs> Six, nine. <laughs> yep. One of the last people in the world who listens to anything on the radio. So radio commercials i find amusing they they make me laugh you can tell there's a certain type of radio commercial that gets aired where you can tell it's just the tv commercial but only the audio obviously and <laughs> sometimes they just don't work and other times they work almost but in a different way so there was i think it was shanko but i'm i'm not 100% sure i heard a diamond commercial and it might have been k jewelers this person is like, whoa, where'd you get that? And I know the TV commercial and it's this big necklace, but in the radio, <laughs> you just hear walking and pushing and then like this, whoa, where'd you get that? And so first it kind of scares you, but second, you can imagine it's anything. This lady could be carrying around a bloody stump and this other person is like, whoa, where'd you get that? <laughs> but yeah, I fucking hate waiting in lines. I'm, I'm not an impatient person a lot of times, but when it comes to waiting, even... Even in games, when it comes to waiting for something, I just get so pissed off, like playing Snap and somebody's taking forever to take their turn. It's not that long. It's 40 seconds, but I'm still sitting there like, go, just fucking go. So so Snap kind of amplifies it because with how fast you can get in and out of a game, you can finish a game in a minute if someone plays fast. But people get into the snap and start playing and it's like, they don't know their deck. They don't know the cards that they're playing. And I'm like, how the fuck don't you know how your cards? Yeah. I know for a fact you've played at least 10 games before you and I met. Yeah. And that's something I used to bitch about with magic gathering as well. Playing online. I'd be sitting there. You can't have a complicated turn, turn two. You, you can have things to do for sure. There might be a line of play you're trying to figure out, but there's not that many lines to play. You watch these expert level streamers, when they get into the fourth, fifth, sixth turn, they're figuring out complicated stuff. Fine. But one, these players aren't them. And two, it's turn two, guys. Just go. Just go. Now, okay, I'll change my answer if you're saying that I can go ahead and never wait in a video game ever again. Oh, interesting. That's not not technically a line. Hmm. I think we'd have to, we'd have to say no on that one. You'll still have to wait for other people, which is a bummer. Okay, (laughs) fine. 
Hypothetical. What would you rather do? Deal with people or not deal with people? (laughs) (laughs) Never deal with another person ever again. We love you, audience, but (laughs) not in person. (laughs) All right. So I've got I got a good one for you that sticks along the same line. Never wait in another line ever again or never have to poop ever again. Oh, never wait in another line. I don't mind. Okay. All right. I'm I'm good with getting rid rid of the ability of ever having to deal with pooping ever again. My day yeah, would become I, an hour more productive just because of that. <laughs> See, my day would be an hour less productive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on the turlet thinking of TikToks. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> they should call it poop talk. <laughs> we should actually just use that hashtag. Hashtag poop talk. Actually, that's uh, probably out there and it's probably gross and I don't want to know. And yeah. please don't send us videos. Don't send us videos. Send them directly to Ringo. Oh, yeah, you you had to do that, didn't you? <laughs> go go make a burned copy, download it, put it on a CD, <laughs> send it to 123 Ringo's house, Washington. <laughs> I need to get a VPN fast. <laughs> That's why today's episode is sponsored by nobody. <laughs> All right, so speaking of uh, sponsors and or episodes, you want to talk about this movie? Yeah, we can go ahead and get in on it. All right. This week, we watched 2019's The Peanut Butter Falcon, rated PG-13 on Prime. From the producers of Little Miss Sunshine comes a modern Mark Twain adventure story. Starring Zach Gottsagen as Zach, Dakota Johnson as Eleanor, Shia LaBeouf as Tyler, Thomas Hayden Church as Saltwater Redneck, and John Hawks as Duncan. Zach, a young man with Down syndrome, runs away from the nursing home where he lives to chase his dream of becoming a professional wrestler by attending the wrestling school, the Saltwater Redneck. Of the Saltwater Redneck. There we go. Through circumstances beyond their control, Tyler, a small-time outlaw on the run, becomes Zach's unlikely coach and ally. Together, they wind through the deltas, elude capture, drink whiskey, find God, catch fish, and convince Eleanor, a kind nursing home employee with the story of her own, to join them on their journey. In the end, they finally find the connection they've all been looking for, and Zach finally gets to do the atomic throw. I'll start off here by saying, one, I didn't expect to like this movie. I don't I didn't expect to dislike it, but this sort of movie usually doesn't sit well with me, the kind of sappy companion stories. Mm-hmm. But from the get-go, this movie had me hooked. This is a really good movie. We're not unique in that. Many critics agree that this is a good movie. And so instead of trying to criticize it i think what i want to do is use this movie to compare other things i have criticized which is generally romantic and or comedy movies not not rom-coms necessarily but romantic and or comedy movies when you'll hear us in the future or in the past go back and listen to old episodes talk about lack of chemistry lack of character motivations shit felt unbelievable go forward and watch this movie And you'll see what we're talking about. These characters have fantastic chemistry together. These actors have chemistry together. The character decisions, for the most part, make sense. Eleanor's a little iffy in my mind that she sees Zach happy with this guy who is clearly dubiously lawful. And she just decides, oh, well, he's better for him than than state care, which I'm not advocating for state care. I just Eleanor doesn't strike me as the type who's just like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. But the actors work well together. The story flows nicely, much like some of the rom-coms we reviewed. This is a tight 90 minutes and it makes good use of that time. This is just a better and it's 
kind of a romance. I guess there's a love story between Eleanor and Tyler that's vaguely told, but it's not much of one. The real romance is a bromance between Zach and Tyler, and it's it's fantastically well done. I think that many movies could take in a page out of this and look at how they can improve their own, even directing, casting, etc. This is a legitimately good movie. It's made like a movie. It feels like a movie, and it felt good to watch. I was genuinely happy at the end of this movie, and that is not common. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I I, I want to go into this by first saying, "Hey, mom, thanks for you know directing us towards this one and making the request that we take a look at this one." Because yes, honestly, hi, Mother Ringo. <laughs> honestly, this was you know like you and Dad said, better than anticipated, and. Yeah, the the bromance. I mean, it made me think of me and Greg. Greg has dragged me through rivers in front of boats and kept me from getting run over by said boats. It's happened a few times. And I'll do it again, probably. And he'll and he'll probably do it again. And it's it fun. really depends on if I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I fully agree with you. When I, you look at the, the rom-coms and the romance movies that we've watched in the past a lot of them the actors just don't seem to like each other which is kind of depressing when you find out the actor and actress are married and you're kind of like <laughs> Ugh. i wonder how that is behind the camera when the camera's not rolling right but uh, tyler and zach meshed really well especially from like like <laughs> it happened so fast <laughs> Zach popping up in the in the boat and then vomiting and Tyler covering <laughs> his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the connection immediately started right there. And I know that sounds really weird, especially considering Tyler holds a knife up against his throat. But I mean, it was a minute later, he's literally walking. Tyler and Zach are walking through, what is that, shoreline? I, I don't know what the hell that was called. but It's like walking- mosh. Yeah, mosh, there marsh. There we go. That's the marsh. word. Yeah. It's- they're walking through it, and Tyler doesn't leave Zach behind. He doesn't run off, leaving yeah. Zach behind. So I don't know. I, I thought their their connection was pretty well formatted and believable, unlike yeah. that romance that we just watched. What was that one? The one where the it hadn't snowed in California, and you were really mad about the fact that they hadn't talked to a wine connoisseur. Oh, Christmas in California. Yeah, that one. Yeah, stay tuned in December for that episode. Hooray. Hooray for everybody's <laughs> life. I know, I know. You guys can't wait. I don't do Christmas in July. <laughs> I I forgot that we hadn't put that one out, honestly. That's all <laughs> I right. For, I forgot about that movie anyways. I just remembered <laughs> I just remembered it was California Christmas and wine. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you remembered that it was California Christmas, you would have remembered the entire movie. You're right. I probably would have remembered. <laughs> you the also forgot thing. which one you were supposed to watch, and you watched the wrong one first. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but for me, this movie also hit kind of an emotional note. My brother is – he doesn't have Down syndrome, but he is deaf, and he's been picked on his entire life for being different. And when Tyler runs back to see those kids teasing Zach, and they push him in the water, and he just backhands that kid right across the face dude i've i've done that i have absolutely punched little shitheads at my brother's school for being little shitheads and i don't feel bad about it and in this movie i fucking clapped for shia labeouf i was like hell yeah dude put that backhand on another kid you know yeah right 
I'm not advocating for for whooping kids' asses. I don't think that's necessarily good, but I do understand that, you know, sometimes kids can be really cruel to people that they don't understand. And so maybe from time to time, it's a nice reminder that you don't just get to do whatever you want in this world. And you don't get to have an insurrection and just, you know, go home right afterwards. You do get put on a no-fly list. Greg is definitely referencing January 6th for anyone that's... Oh, yeah. I 100% am. And you tell me that little kid didn't grow up to fucking... Oh, 100%, be, Yeah. He's sitting out there. He's like, the reason I don't got no job is whatever Trump said, not my own failings and addictions. <laughs> no, I, I think that if you're... It, it doesn't matter, you know, what your age is, but if you're pushing someone who tells you, I can't swim, and you're going, jump, jump, jump. And you say something derogatory and you convince them to jump and they are at a risk of drowning. Oh, shit. You deserve to get punched. Yeah, absolutely. It's but. interesting, too, because we do learn to root for Tyler throughout this movie. But, man, when he starts off, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he is. He sucks. He's he's clearly broken up about his brother dying, which, fine, I don't <laughs> – I understand. It's He feels guilty and responsible. But – the flip side of that is people feel guilty about lots of things. You don't get to just steal people's crabs and then light their stuff on fire. Cause they got mad at you for doing it. <laughs> and that does segue. There's only a few things that I found that I really didn't care for in this movie. One of the things, this is just a trope in movies now, but I don't really like when movies where somebody has lost somebody show us the slow-mo kind of sat oversaturated flashbacks of them being happy together. Because I assume if somebody is sad because they lost somebody that they had good times with that person or thought fondly of that person. I don't need to be shown that as well. Now, again, like I said, this movie runs a tight 90, so it doesn't feel like that took anything away. It's not like they were so unnecessary. It's just a trope. I don't really like it's actually pretty easy to tell when somebody has lost somebody, how they feel about that person by the way they're reacting. Are they sad? Do they seem wistful? Are they far off? Then they probably liked them. Are they neutral to happy? Then they probably didn't like them. I have, I have friends who have had relatives who they died. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. They're like, I'm fucking not. That person was awful. And yeah, man, I didn't, I didn't need to see a flashback of their memory. They didn't need to tell me anything else. Their, their keep going to schooling taught me plenty about what they thought of this person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just one of those things that I don't really, I don't necessarily need in movies. If you're not going to show me something, some complicated piece of a relationship, I don't need a flashback to let me know that, oh man, me and my brother used to have fun and now he's dead. I, I get it. I get why you would be sad when your brother dies. It means that you probably liked him. Well, you know, I'd be sad if my brother was, you know, John Bernthal and John Bernthal died because I was driving. Yeah. And I mean, but again, if if you hated your brother, you wouldn't be as broken up about it, right? And I don't mean like just we fought, but you loathed your brother. Yeah. You probably wouldn't be as broken up about it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and I wouldn't uh, need a a flashback of your memories to know that. I'd be I mean, to... <laughs> I'm I'm gonna make you watch the flashback of me and my brother, though. So I mean, it's I happen. don't want to watch your weird Black Mirror flashback. <laughs> I already told you that's one of the few episodes where I was like, "Fuck no, I don't need a memory reminder." <laughs> but I recorded that memory for a reason. 
Man, I can't think of any. Well, I can think of inventions in that show I want less, but man, that one seems just not good to me. Yeah, think no, of no. think about all the times you think back on something you've done and cringe, and now imagine it's recorded not only to you but to everybody else that was there that day. Oh. Yeah. Well, so the yeah, I mean, not to drag us down that rabbit hole, but there are so many complications whether it comes for politicians, crimes, other sorts of shit. That I mean, it's going to cause problems in relationships. Your best friend and you are going to fight because someone's going to remember something different. You re- re- repeat it, and it's a whole mess. It's not worth having that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we've talked about Shia LaBeouf a little bit, and Zach Gotzenberg. Zach Gotzenberg. Wow, Zach Gotzenberg, who's plays Zach. I think Dakota Johnson did a great job in this movie. I don't really know her body of work. I know she was in the 50 shades movie. I can't remember the character's name, but she's the main character, but based on this movie, she seems like a pretty good actress. I, again, I don't really know anything else she's been in off the top of my head. And then Thomas Hayden church is fantastic. I kind of wish saltwater redneck got a little bit (laughs) more screen time because I found that character to be fun. He reminded me of all those old eighties wrestlers the whole wrestling school thing. I was like, holy shit, is this movie set in my childhood? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this was a, this is a fun romp. It was a fun trick. I really, really enjoyed it. I think for me, the defiant, the selling moment of this movie, and I I legit laughed was when Zach was getting his ass whipped in the ring by Carl. Cause Carl's a piece of shit. And Zach goes, Hey, you're not invited to my birthday party. And then does the atomic throw on him? I was like, fuck yes, dude. Holy shit. What a cool line. So there's an episode of Frasier where he gets in a fight with somebody. and It's not much of a fight, but he throws a guy out for taking his seat. And he yells, it seems like you need an etiquette lesson. right? And so it reminded me of that is this kid picking this guy up above his body. You're not invited to my birthday party. He just throws <laughs> I was in traffic earlier this week and I got cut off and I almost wanted to be like, you're not invited to my birthday party. Oh God. That should, that should just be something that we put into our, <laughs> in D and D I'm going to start using that. <laughs> <laughs> Finish him. You're not invited to my birthday party. <laughs> and I think I'm going to throw, you're not invited to our birth, to my birthday party into our intro when I make the next iteration. Oh, I it. love it. I love yeah. it. But yeah, I think, I mean, I can't see a reason not to watch this movie unless you're looking for something like action packed, because this definitely isn't it. But if you're looking for something that's just sweet uh, without being saccharine sweet, that's, again, going back to my point earlier, that's what I accuse a lot of these romance movies of being, being artificially sweet. It feels fake. It feels forced. It feels too much. And I mean... (laughs) Not to keep going down this rabbit hole, but man, Christmas movies, the most guilty of all of them for (laughs) trying to overload. Because isn't that the issue with any holiday themed movie is they want to jam the holiday down your fucking throat. Yeah, It's not just Christmas. Christmas just has the most stuff to do it with. But any movie that is actually set on Halloween, not Halloween the series, but on the day of Halloween, my God, right? We have to see 7,000 different costumes and a million kids and every Halloween stereotype. I've seen one movie that was based around Thanksgiving and holy fuck, we got it. It was Thanksgiving. Jesus Christ. So, you, you know, that's uh that's probably a good thing that we have them set up for those sort of holidays because we tried to find movies for the 4th of July and we couldn't find any movies for the 4th of July. Could you imagine a 4th of July movie 
that was based on the 4th of July. It'd just be fireworks. Yeah, either fireworks or it'd be a bunch of people running around. Was that gunshots? <laughs> was that cannon fire? Are we under attack? We're not doing next door of the movie. <laughs> you know, honestly, it might not be a bad movie. There's a lot of drama. <laughs> I'll, I'll contact Netflix. We can go ahead and start writing it. But yeah, this movie is absolutely a, it feels genuine. It feels good. It's a, it's a good journey to take. I didn't really pick up on the idea that this was a adaptation of Huckleberry Finn, mostly because I don't remember Huckleberry Finn. So the, the, when I read the description saying that this was a Mark Twain story and it was an adaptation of Huckleberry Finn, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, where my mind went was, oh, brother, where art thou? And it's funny that my mind went there because that's an adaptation of the Odyssey, which should have put me on the idea that this was an adaptation as well. But again, I just don't remember. I know Mark Twain's a great American author. I just don't fucking remember his work at all. I remember Tom Sawyer from that Rush song. That's (laughs) that's about as far as it goes, though. I just I don't know his stuff. So anyway that doesn't detract from the movie or, or change anything for me. I thought this was again, a great movie. The actors felt the the performances felt genuine and the chemistry was real. I think, I think this was a legit, it it earned its ratings of 91%. And I think that more people should watch this movie. Yeah. I highly recommend this. I can't think of a movie I'd recommend over this. That's kind of in this genre. I guess the, the closest vibes wise that you get is something like Goonies or my girl. And those are kind of those 80s classic buddy movies. This kind of has a little bit of a Sandlot vibe to it, too. But the main actors aren't children. So it's not a it's not really a coming of age story. It's a a finding yourself story. I liked it. And, you know, the the story had some good writing, too, because it had these lines like you being a wanted man is the bond that ties us. And that happened fairly early on. Well, I don't know about early on, but it happened early on in the relationship between Tyler and Zach. And I thought that was cute to go ahead and hear Tyler go from kind of angry at Zach for being around him to, Oh shit. No, never mind. Hey, we'll hang out. I'm a wanted man. You're a wanted man. We can go ahead and hang out. You know, this will be what binds us followed by, you know, what's rule number one party. (laughs) Yeah, that was good too. I love. I also, it was really cute. (laughs) Go ahead. It was really cute when they made that secret handshake. I thought that yeah, was adorable. I love that. I also love how Tyler fought him on the what is rule number one for a minute, and then he just accepted that rule number one is party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. They they became – they really did have a true bromance there. It's better than anything Josh Hamill and his friends could put together in the buddy games. <laughs> You're telling me that people don't bond over shooting their friend in the balls? I have maybe eight friends and I've never shot any of them in the balls. And I think that might be why I have eight and not six. (laughs) 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 I can, uh, one of our friends who's out in California probably doesn't want to come out if he hears this, (laughs) this episode. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm going to, (laughs) I'm just, you know, your birthday is coming up. Maybe I get you a paintball gun. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm st- even if you did, I'm still not gonna be like, "Hey, man, come on over to my house." <laughs> I know you're the one person that if I got you that, you wouldn't shoot someone in the balls. You'd probably shoot, you know, me in the face. Uh, not in the face. I'd get you in the fucking back when you're not looking. <laughs> 
And you, I'd be like, hey, dude, do you think you could get that stump for me? And you'd be like, this one over here? And as soon as you took three steps away, you just pop right in the kidney. <laughs> I'm done. I've been shot. And I'd be like, Tux, get him. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have to tell Tux. Tux would just get me. Uh, maybe. You if, did if feed I fell him. over? <laughs> you did feed him meat, so he might not. He might be like, mm, no, Papa did it. I'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, what's your what's your final thoughts on this movie? My final thoughts on this movie is that this movie shouldn't have been slept on like it has been. I think it's good. I think that more people need to watch it. Yeah, I didn't look too much into the theatrical distribution for this. I did see just before we started that this was the most successful indie movie of 2019. It made $23 million on like a $6 million budget, so that's great. But I do think that this is better than a lot of stuff that's come out before or since this is like I said, a sweet movie. I think that if you watch this movie and you come away from it being like, Oh, whatever you might need some therapy because that this, this pulls on the emotions pretty hard. It's a, it's a good movie without being again, overly, overly something, whatever. Some movies try to make you too angry. Some movies try to make you uh, too horny. I guess some movies try to make you too sad. This this didn't really do any of that. It was very even keel and I liked it a lot. Yeah. It wanted us to kind of grow with them and that was nice. Yeah. It wanted us to get on the raft and sail along. Yeah. By the way, you want to come over and help me build a raft? Where are we going though? I don't know. Is it North to Vancouver? We can go North to Vancouver. I mean, I say I would like to get some poutine and there's clearly nowhere to get it besides Canada. Yeah, that's fine by me. You can't make cheese curds and gravy at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then let's wrap this one up. All right. We've been streaming Wasteland. This has been the Peanut Butter Falcon. We both recommend it. Definitely check it out. If it leaves Prime, it's going to be worth the three ninety nine to rent. This is not going to be some situation where, I don't know, you're going to have to write Hulu to try to get 13 cents back. But anyway, please follow us on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're sorry. We're on X. We're on threads. We're on Instagram. You can find us pretty much anywhere podcasts are made, even some places where podcasts aren't. Sometimes I just drop links to the podcast and that's, that's it for us. Say goodbye, Ringo. This has been peanut butter Ringo. Bye. <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you sound like a deviant. <laughs> They call me. They call me Peanut Butter Ringo. Mm. <laughs> this is my heel. I've, I'm going to be a heel. Are you going to start now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>